Welcome to Scare My Best Friend to Death. Where we answer the only true horror question. Will my best friend survive this movie? Join our hosts, Crystal, an avid horror enthusiast since she was a small child, and Katie, who has to sleep with a light on after watching anything remotely scary, as they discuss the best horror movies. Crystal can make Katie watch. Hi, I'm Crystal. And I'm Katie. And on this week of Scare My Best Friend to Death, we are covering the 1980 John Carpenter classic, The Fog. Uh, this is currently at the time of recording, streaming on Pluto. Is directed by John Carpenter. This is starring Jamie Lee Curtis, Tom Atkins, Adrian Barbeau, and Jamie Lee Curtis's mom, Janet Lee. So, uh, spoiler warnings for this one. You've had right at 43 years to watch it. Um, it. It is from the realm of John Carpenter. So what are you doing with your life if you haven't seen this yet? Trigger warning. There's gore. There are intense scenes. Um, there are fog machines. And there's the Catholic Church. So if any of that's not your jam, then you can do right on out. Share us with your family and friends or share us with your enemies. We will tell them to fuck off for you. But without further ado, Katie, the fog. How many times did you have to stop this one? I only had to stop it a few times, uh, mainly because it was like 1030 at night one night and I needed to get my little happy butt in bed. There were several times I was watching through my fingers, which was really hard to do because I watch it on my phone. Katie, this movie's old. The special effects... They kind of hold up. They kind of don't. What scared you about this movie? I'm at a I loss here. Poor, poor Mrs. Babysitter Lady. <laughs> when when it mean, was her don't... time, I was, I was like, oh, I know what's going to happen. Don't open the door. But you don't even get to see anything. You just hear it. You don't, you don't no. see, you don't see nothing. <laughs> and that's probably because they didn't have it in the budget. Now, this is true. For, for those that haven't watched this movie, The Fog is set in Antonio Bay. And at the beginning of the movie, we have a bunch of kids sitting around a fire with this really old man telling a ghost story. So this is essentially a ghost story and he is talking about a hundred years ago there were uh, people who came to the island settlers who came to the island or were trying to you know come in and the townspeople basically shunned them away however townspeople were like oh you got gold we're gonna take your gold but you can fuck right on off so this whole movie Mm -hmm. is about a hundred years later Antonio Bay is trying to get ready to celebrate their centennial uh, and they have all this parade and festivities scheduled. And all of a sudden, fog is rolling in. And so are these uh, spooky green lit. You know, you can call them pirates if you want to. Uh, or They're ghosts. Like pirates. You know, the first time I watched this movie, you know what it made me think of? These little ghosty gremlin people. Mm. Because one of them has a hook. It made me think of, I know what you did last summer. So I'm like, oh, this yep. fish hook man. It also made me think of like SpongeBob SquarePants, and and I want to say it's like the hash slinging slasher or something. Uh, it just <laughs> yeah, it made me think um, of that. 
Yes, as a Harry Potter fan, to me, um, the very first time you see them, I was like, oh my gosh, what is this Dementor doing here? But then it's like a Dementor looking thing that's all stabby stabby. Well, yeah, and, but. <laughs> and um, that I was like, I can't even tell if these things are alive or not. And then at one point when you see the eyes glowing, I'm like, yeah, no, they're not alive. Yeah, I, you know, I, I kind of wonder what they used. Uh, to make those eyes glow, um, Rob Bottin uh, is one of these gremlin ghosty pirate people, um, but he also did the special effects. And Katie, Rob Bottin is a really famous special effects person. And so I, I don't, I think this was at the very early starts of his career, but he had a couple of things under his belt by, by then. This story kind of deals around a part in the story that we hear at the beginning that there are six townspeople mm -hmm. uh, and, and these pirate people are coming back for the original six. So it's got to be like six people that were, you know, descendants of these old crooked people. Now, what tickles my me guess is, yeah, it, my guess was there were six old white guys. Probably. Because my guess, it, what tickles me about this is we've got the Catholic Church involved and mm. we've got this priest that, you know, we get introduced to him very early and his assistant's asking, like, for his paycheck or whatever. And he's like, you know what? Why don't you just come in later the next day? <laughs> Basically, like, I ain't got the money to pay you, but, you know, whatever. But yes. that assistant, Katie, the guy with the long black hair, that's mm -hmm. John Carpenter. That is the director. Okay. And he normally doesn't give himself speaking roles in his movies. He's normally in the movie somewhere or some kind of background character. But... Mm -hmm. uh, he did speak in this one, and I think it's hilarious that at the beginning, the the priest is just kind of drinking away his sorrows, and then you mm -hmm. have this concrete brick that just falls out of the wall, and oh, <laughs> we've got a book. Like, yeah. Um, God just and kind of hand-delivered that one to you there. My, my first thought was, all right, every single ghost hunting show I have ever watched... And they said, oh, well, we found stuff in the wall. And, they, and then they show it to them every single time. Whenever they took what that was out of the wall, shit got real. <laughs> right. And, and I, had, I was like, oh, gosh, this is going to bring bad shit down on this whole town. And yeah, um, I'll, I'll be on TikTok I mean, and I'll see people renovating or buying these like old Victorian houses or these 1880 style houses. And, you know, they find a room that's behind a room that a wall was built over and they find like a suitcase or a box in there. I'm like, we're going to open it up. And I'm like, close no. the door back up, close the room back up. Don't, don't <laughs> sage it, put a couple crosses back there and just pretend like you don't know that that part of your house exists. Do not go back right. for that box. Yep. <laughs> and that, and, and then the room that's outside of that is going to have like 10 crucifixes in it. <laughs> I like what they do with this movie. We have several shots around the town to begin with. It obviously comes, uh, everything starts happening at night and this fog rolls in, in this small, sleepy beachside town, very small town. Everybody knows everybody. And you've got kind of some implants. So Adrian Barbeau plays an implant. She has come yeah. there. Um, she had come with her husband and her small child. They had a radio show. They hosted, they were the only disc jockeys there. Mm -hmm. And it's up at the top of a damn lighthouse. Like if your job <laughs> ain't hard enough 
already. You're the only radio right. station there on the island. You're probably the only news outlet for people at that point. Mm -hmm. You got to walk up all of these stairs in this lighthouse every Ooh. single day. All those, well, they got to walk. Like, there's one part in the movie where it shows her, she drives in, gets the mail, and then walks down like 7,000 stairs. And to then, then gets go to up. the lighthouse to have to go back up. Right. And I'm like, like no. good grief. <laughs> no wonder she's so skinny. You got half a steel and buns of steel at that point. <laughs> good Lord. And um, I, I was watching that like, I'd quit. But there was this one part right before that that just totally grossed me out as they're, as Stevie's talking and it's showing you people all through the town. And you probably know what I'm going to say. <laughs> Go for it. It happened in the little store. <laughs> that's the scene that's on right now. With that kid sweeping. Uh-huh. He looks around and takes a swig of juice and, and puts, puts it, it back. back. And I was like, oh, I think I'm going to throw up. <laughs> right. So, and I'm the whole thing, I was like, oh, this is so gross. And now I'm like, you know, those little plastic seals we have over everything that are like adult proof. I am so glad we have those just because of people like this dude. We, when we covered this on the house that screams, and I think I pointed that out when we covered it then, because I was like, ain't no fucking way. Like if I came in there and the seal was broken on the, the twisty cap or found some footage and saw this dude, this dude was going to die, period. Mm -hmm. This weather whether Ghosty's got this dude or whether I'm taking him because that's nasty. Dude. <laughs> that's just gross. Like, right. uh -uh. like, no. That's when we first get our little glimpse of kind of what this movie is going to be with this kid at the gas mm -hmm. station because the gas pump falls off the wall. You got gas, you know, just pouring out of it. The car's going like up the lift. And, and my <laughs> first thought was, all right, what in the final destination hell is going on here? You got ghosties. That's what you got. You got ghosties. Ghost pirates. Yeah, I was waiting for Mr. Creepy Dude from Final Destination to start talking in the background. <laughs> no, unfortunately, we don't have Tony Todd in this one. I wish we did. When we talk about Adrian Barbeau's character um, and her son, at some point, the, the husband slash father has passed away. He's no longer with them. So it's just Adrian Barbo and the mm -hmm. son. And so she's carrying on the radio show because that's all she did. That's all she knew. I still don't think mm -hmm. I would be going up and down them damn stairs in that lighthouse four, five, six, seven times a day. <laughs> uh, I would probably have to have one of those seats at some, it's at least somewhere along the, I mean, the rest of the way up or something. Cause uh, -uh just ain't mm -hmm. no way. I mean, she got to have calves of steel, buns of steel, like, uh-uh, no, not happening. Now, I know this is 1980, Katie, but we get introduced to Jamie Lee Curtis kind of quick, and she's hitchhiking. That never goes well. This is a good way to be kidnapped. <laughs> I mean, like, tortured. slaughter, you know, slaughter, I mean, tortured, whatever. We're just going to be Black dahlia on the side of the road here. <laughs> And it's funny because, you know, Tom Atkins is in this and he's without his infamous mustache and he's driving down the road and then finally spots her. It's like pitch black. You can't really see her. And then all of a sudden, like you see like a pasty hand or something. But when mm -hmm. she opens the door to the vehicle, she's like, are you weird? <laughs> <laughs> like like that, 
is the number one question that I would ask at that point. Well, you know, I guess that's kind of her way of being like, you know, are you going to kill me or not? Are you weird? <laughs> mm -hmm. I guess maybe she's trying to out, out weird the other person. And right about that, you know, does that come right after, that's like right after the, where you see all the people in the town, right? Yeah. And I'm already like clenching my teeth because of the grocery store scene and the sign in there that is squeaking so badly. I'm like, just grab a hold of it. <laughs> grab a hold and of it or get some WD-40 something. And then she gets in the truck. I'm like, oh, great. Here we go. This is not going to, poor Jamie, we're going to hear that scream. It's so funny, though, because one of the first few times I watched this one, I mean, I had seen it probably three or four times. And then I was watching it with Dave because we watched this movie at least, probably at least once a month or so. I was watching it and I was like, you know, that's Aldi brand Jamie Lee Curtis. And he looked at me like, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? And then I was like, oh, that is Jamie Lee Curtis. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Right. The whole time I'm like, okay. We, we're going to hear her scream. This is a horror movie. We're going to hear it. And it took, <laughs> what, 30 minutes? Probably did. Probably took about 30 and, minutes for you. And I was like, oh, yep, there we go. I've heard that before from a movie <laughs> you tortured me with in high school. <laughs> well, we're, we're going to do that on the show, too, sir. So oh, you great. Get so I get to relive that that <laughs> night. You get to be retortured. That's funny. Oh, gosh. I think it's funny about this movie because it takes place in such a little seaside little shanty town. I was really kind of sad we didn't hear any sea shanties. <laughs> Antonio Bay looks very lovely from all of the shots, the landscaping, the sweeping shots that you get without the fog machine, of course. Um, right. But with things that you get to see, it looks lovely. But we are both from a small town, a very small <laughs> town, Haiti. Back me up on this one. Wouldn't every fucking body know about this curse? Yes. It, Everybody this would, would not be something it. new. Now, Jamie Lee Curtis, her character, we would expect not to know. And then Adrian Barbeau, mm -hmm. she's an implant. We would expect her not to know, depending on how long she's been there. However, right. I would think we find out that you're doing your radio show from the lighthouse. Mm -hmm. Oh, girl, we got shit to tell you that you need to watch out for. Right. <laughs> Oh, I would and, think somebody would, would tell. <laughs> yeah. And no, here we'd have like three, at least three, three stores dedicated to it. One themed restaurant. Mm -hmm. And a whole big thing on Halloween. Right. Like you're, you're going to live up what you got going on, especially if you're right. a small town that needs tourism and stuff. And it doesn't right. seem to me that this is a really touristy town. This one mm -hmm. kind of seems like it's just just out outside that, uh, just yeah. kind of skirting outside those lines. And it's really just a nice, quiet, small seaside town just yeah. living on its own. We it, finally get at about 20 minutes in, fog starts rolling in from a weird direction and we see mm -hmm. guys on a boat. And then we finally get to see our ghosty green-eyed pirates. <laughs> mm -mm. The Dementor stabby stabby things. Yes. With their, I know what you did last summer, hooks and right. uh, Spongebob, Hashling and Slasher spatulas and stuff. <laughs> uh-huh. And, you know, I've watched Deadliest Catch for years. And because, you know, that was, Grandpa loved that show. It, it didn't take much to watch it. 
if there's one thing I've I have learned from the years and years of watching this is when the when uh, the boat was dead mm -hmm. in the water and the weather was changing, <laughs> it was gonna be bad. You got shit going on, and and then you know the fog that's like glowing, almost like it's radioactive. I'm like, oh crap. Well, <laughs> that was a cute little boat. That is so funny. Now, we talked about Jamie Lee Curtis in this movie. This was not her first movie. Halloween came before this. Mm -hmm. Her mom is in this movie. Miss Janet Lee is in this movie. How weird would it be filming with your mom knowing at some point in the script, like, you've got a sex scene with Tom yeah, no, I like... <laughs> Well, for me, no, that would not happen. But I would assume that if you're in the industry, both know it's a probability. You know, it's it's it might be in the script. There might even be a scene where you're kissing somebody and your mom has to be in there. And that could be totally normal for you if this is the environment you've grown up in. But for me, I was so nervous when... I was in a play and there was a scene where one of the guys in the play had to give me a kiss on the cheek. And I was like, oh my gosh, mama cannot come see this. <laughs> well, I mean, your, grandparent. Already... your grandparent is a little bit different, but like your, your parent, uh, you know, whether or not they're, they're in the industry or not, just be weird to be in the movie with them. And they know there's a sex scene and yeah. like, they're probably going to show up to set that day to check everything out. It's just, kind of one of those Hollywood mm -hmm. Nepo baby weird things mm -hmm. like you're like mom really what what was your favorite thing about this movie was there a scene that stuck out which you were like oh that was really good or that was really clever um I really liked how she was um how Stevie was like narrating it but able to tell people hey get your ass inside and get out right. of this fog. I like how and, she she was like, my son is at XYZ Main Street. Right. Please go pick him up. And I'm like, you're just telling a bunch of random strangers where your son is and you <laughs> get him. This is right. totally a different, right. different um, time period. Exactly. And being a small station, it probably didn't reach very far out. But I really liked how in the beginning you, you see Elizabeth and Nick as... Oh, they might be minor players in here, but they're like, they come to save the day. Right. They're the main ones. You get, you get the sense Nick is from that area because he knows mm -hmm. how to get around. And then when they hear Stevie say the address of where her son is, he's like, oh, we're right by that. And they pop up. Mm -hmm. Now, it's funny you mentioned the babysitter earlier. This babysitter looked like she was probably 100 years old herself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the the... Stevie's son is is you know there with his with his babysitter and just having time of his life and then like fog mm -hmm. starts rolling open and and the lady knows what's going on she totally mm -hmm. knows what's going on so that tells me these townspeople knew this curse like everybody mm -hmm. knew I don't know why they're so surprised everybody knew this curse right and so she tells mm -hmm. the boy to, to go to a different room go shut the door and do not peek do not come back out and right. he's like, but I want to see who's that at the door. And she's like, get your fucking ass in. 
right? Like get your yes. ass in that room before and, I throw you. And, and like and don't talk. Right. Get in there and stay quiet. And she knows what's gonna happen. So it's like at this point, like, do you expect them not to walk in, walk over your dead body and just open the door to this kid's room? I mean, Tom Atkins, they pull up just at the right time to bust through the window and pull mm-hmm. the kid out the window. Like, kid was yep. about to be monster meat. <laughs> yep. He was about to meet, I guess, you know, when you look at it, had that kid not started yelling for what was, I don't even remember the babysitter's name. Um, she, you know, she told him to get quiet and he's in there screaming for her. and you know I'm just like all right. at this point what in the dementor looking stabby stabby psychopathic killers is going to happen to this poor little boy and I mean I know that Elizabeth and Nick are on the way but are they going to get there in time because that was really tense and that was one of those moments where I was like oh my gosh (laughs) I cannot watch this poor little boy become Dementor food. <laughs> and um, I like that. I like how they, it all went back to the church. Mm-hmm. And you know, let's just, apart, let's just pull apart the wall. And I'm sorry, if a building, if a stone wall in a building comes apart that easily, um, they might need to invest in some new buildings. Well, um, I like, I like Janet Lee's whole character in this. She's, mm-hmm. I don't think she's the mayor, but she's like a realtor or something that is heading up mm-hmm. this centennial celebration. They're unveiling a new statue. Yes. Like, you know, and her assistant's traveling around with her and like the fog's rolling in, people are dying and she, you know, goes to the priest or whatever. They wind up at the church and she's like, well, is this going to delay the ceremony? <laughs> <laughs> like, ma'am. <laughs> Do you want to live to see that statue right. unveiled? Right. And, yeah, I mean, there's all of this that's going on. And she's just more focused on her ceremony. <laughs> right. Like, like she's kind of oblivious to everything else. Like, no, my ceremony has to go. This <laughs> right. speech has to go right. This parade has to go right. This unveiling of the statue right. has to go right. Exactly. They go, which I think this was kind of smart on their behalf, because if you think about like when we when we talk about scary movies or things of things of this kind of caliber where a a possession or a haunting or something happens, most people are like, leave a first of all, leave. Why did you Mm -hmm. move into that house? But B, they're also like, why don't you just go to a church? These people (laughs) went to a church. Right. Just so happens that these people go to a church that is the cause of the whole thing. Right. The whole time I'm thinking, well, you know, they said they, you know, they are getting out of town. They're getting as far away from it as they can (laughs) without invading the lighthouse because, well, and, you know, the fog eventually reaches there too. But I thought it was odd how the fog went directly for the town first. And then it like, well, what is it? She refers to it as the witching hour from 12 to 1. Right. The first night, it was like right at 1 o'clock, everything stopped. But the second night, the fog was like, fuck this shit. We're getting what we need. We're on a time crunch. We got to hit this 100-year anniversary. We need our gold back. Come on. Right. 
and like like it was just sniffing out the place right but um it, it, it needed six townies lives so yeah let's <laughs> let's start in the town yeah. let's let's get the and, easy prey let's and, just pick them off you know i'm sorry somebody comes and number one is interrupting pillow talk first off they're not getting the door answered <laughs> second you see the outline of them with fog around them and then you can see the hook hell no i'm not going to the door and because at first i'm thinking oh gosh it's gonna break the glass but then it just goes away like well they didn't answer the door okay right it was like oh nobody's home <laughs> yeah let me go to the next house right it was just and, trick-or-treating uh, at that point <laughs> yeah this is true and uh, but did you notice the glass on the grandfather clock mm -hmm. cracks Bro right as he's about to open the door and he turns around from the door and then it goes away yeah it's just fucking with him at that point the whole time i'm like okay are there two different forces at play here <laughs> are there ghosts in town that are trying to protect these people and the creepy dementor stabby stabby psychopathic killers I don't or, think so. I think it was just all the pirate green ghosties. Mm -hmm. I think it was just all them and them trying to manipulate because if you look at that grandfather clock, it stopped on that time when it broke the glass. Mm -hmm. It was around the 1 a.m. mark. Now, what I yeah. find funny is she's letting her son, which we're going to assume he's around 8 to 10. Yeah. You know, around that, just run around the island, do whatever he wants. And he's like fishing down at the ocean. <laughs> Like, and brings so back this, right and brings back this driftwood and it's like son why are you bringing shit back from you you didn't bring me a seashell you didn't catch a lobster you brought me a back piece of wood from something like i don't need this mm -hmm. and it's hilarious while stevie's doing her radio show later that night that piece of wood catches on fire says mm -hmm. a totally different message like six must die and she's like, yep. what the fuck? And then she tells and him, she's like, don't you bring nothing back from the beach. <laughs> that could have been like your first thing to the sun. Like, hey, like if you don't pick up a lobster or a right. fish or something, don't bring nothing else back, okay? We don't right. need anything else. Just and just leave it, leave it where you find it. When the wooden plank starts to cry again, I'm going, all right, what in the final destination <laughs> is going on here? And I'm expecting it to go down onto the floor. And like electrocute her somehow. No, that was not what happened. <laughs> What's scarier in this movie? The ghosty pirate people or these people's perms? Because oh. just about everybody's got these perms. Oh, the flashback to those that here do. <laughs> this and the this movie could have been this movie could have been titled The Fog, subtitled the perm um, right. <laughs> the amount of aquanet that went into this movie oh my god you can just smell you can smell the perm rods you can smell like you know the rave the aquanet you can huff the fumes mm -hmm. like you smell it all now for the ones that had the um my mom calls it the farrah faucet hairdo mm -hmm. um i i can smell those curlers warming up <laughs> yeah now where they are having this speech celebration uh, and unveiling the statue there's a red building that they're beside that building mm -hmm. is still there today and it is a restaurant um so you can mm -hmm. go eat there you can see this is shot in california so it's it's not far from where they shot the birds <laughs> nope <laughs> not going sorry 
but the first hook that lands, I'm gonna be like, I'm out. it's it's a it's a good it's a good maybe good scenery and you've got places in it that you can actually go and visit if you want but i think for me more than anything i want stevie's jeep just just give me the jeep right and i have the jeep and you can have your lighthouse with the four million steps you got to go up and down daily Mm -hmm. like uh -uh, i don't need all of that well who's point who who thought of having this radio station up in the lighthouse and Are they only in the lighthouse because they needed a high point to broadcast from? Like, could they not get an antenna anywhere else, a radio tower? Like, <laughs> but there, I'm so you know, confused. it's it's a small town. There should there could have not been anything else available. <laughs> Uh, like, I, I'm sorry, we would have had to like share the weather station with Charles Cipher. We would have had to share that with him. Um, him, Yeah. he's he's always like this little cheeky kind of Charles Cipher. It's kind of this kind of cheeky. dirty old man in every Mm movie hmm. that i see him in he's just slightly he's slightly dirty and it's hilarious Mm hmm. I, and i i love the fact that janet lee is driving around this town in the biggest tank of a station wagon you could imagine you could fit the whole town in that station wagon Yes. Yes. And that poor assistant. that poor sister she was stressed out her perm waves were not holding she was like look i this job don't pay enough i got to go <laughs> uh-huh and at one point I'm like because you know so having curly hair I'm like okay I totally get the layer of, the level of frizz going right now because when my students have stressed me out so bad and I'm running my fingers through my hair it reaches that level <laughs> it's fine they also have the humidity coming in off the ocean too that's um true you know the fog how how did you feel when jamie lee curtis and, and tom atkins their characters are in the hospital they're talking to the doc and the doc's like yeah i got this body or whatever but jamie lee curtis is trying to get looked at or whatever she goes in this room and that body stands up and falls forward oh ma'am no did you crawl out of your skin or were you like no yes that's it yeah I was like okay it kept going back and forth between Elizabeth and the body and the camera would focus on the dead body for way too long and I'm like something's about to happen because you just know it and then it goes back outside I'm like okay maybe not maybe that's just a weird part in the movie and then I was oh shit dead body picked up a scalpel We didn't pick up anything else on that tray. We went straight for the damn scalpel <laughs> Correct. without even looking at it. You know, the whole time I kept thinking the guy that played Dick was so familiar. I finally had to look up where I knew him from. And where did you know him from? MASH. Mm hmm <laughs> actually had pretty much a, a star-studded cast for, for the time and Right. for now. I mean, Tom Atkins is huge in the um, horror world, and uh, he was also in Lethal Weapon. He's been in a lot of stuff, but Dave and I got the chance to meet Tom Atkins about a year ago, and he was really, really sweet. Uh, but... <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> one of my favorite characters is actually Hal Holbrook or Father Malone and it's the whole time I'm going man I know this voice Mm -hmm. You sure do. because I know him once he's 20 years older from all these different TV shows that I've watched. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's who that is. yeah, that is who that is. I find it hilarious. His mustache is like the star of this, but...
how he's like all jumpy and worried and like you can just probably tell that he smells of communion wine <laughs> he's probably been drinking way too much as he looks right. into his great 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 grandfather whatever's journal and right. that's what had fallen out well, of the wall he kept saying grandfather and i'm like dude this is a hundred years ago when you're old this is more like your great grandfather well it could have been grandfather you got to think about it this way could have been grandfather grandfather could have lived to about 40 had a kid that kid could have had another kid about 40 or 50 and then we got you know hal holbrook um <laughs> but <laughs> i find it hilarious when we skip forward and we skip towards the end of the movie that we have this standoff where everybody's in the church and mm -hmm. all of the ghosties are coming in they're like they've already killed five people they need one more and how Holbrook's got this huge ass gold cross and he's like I got what you came for take it <laughs> and it's like singeing and like burning into his flesh uh -huh. and they go to take it and you think everything's done and John Carpenter does this really good gotcha where they pop back in and take Hal Holbrook. They had to get and that then, sick person. Didn't care they got the girl back. They take okay. number six as well. And the whole time I was like, okay, oh, he made it. But part of me couldn't help but wonder if he had not said what he did right before it came back in, mm -hmm. would it have happened? It probably still would have, but I think him just having his rebuttal there at the end was more of a kind of a ha-ha, we're showing you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so this movie had a budget of $1.1 million back in 1980. At the box office, it made $21.3 million. This mm -hmm. was... This is not considered John Carpenter's like best piece of work either, um, but it's really good. Ghost Story is really good. Pirate ghost story seaside mm -hmm. ghost story audiences gave this a 75 percent rating critics 55 so the critics could take it or leave it audiences were like yeah this is kind of okay c's <laughs> get degrees this is all right what do you think about the fog like what would you watch this again yeah i actually i really liked it it was funny to look and see all the differences between 1980 and now. Yeah, whenever like, we cover anything on the house that screams where it's like really old and it's filmed during that time, mm -hmm. I'm always like, look, gas was 80 cent a gallon. Oh, <laughs> it was five cent for a bundle of, bundle of uh, bananas. Like, I'm that right? person. I'm like looking and, in the background uh, at everything. There was this one scene in the where they were in the bar. They realized they got Elizabeth and Nick have to go to the lighthouse. And for just a split second, she sets her beer down and then she picks it back up like, nah, bitch, I'm going to need this tonight. <laughs> right. But you and, also got to um, be be careful these days. You set your beer down. If you turn your back on it, it's kind of like the bar now has a beer. Like, I'm not touching that no more. <laughs> right. There were a lot of parts in the movie where I really liked this. It was not, I'm, I'm sure in 1980. This was the most intense thing people had seen. David told me earlier today and that when he, he remembers seeing the trailer for this one, and it, the trailer gave him nightmares. But he was 15 when this movie came out. So, I mean, this movie hit right. him like, you know, 13 Ghosts and Scream hit us. <laughs> and I think just looking at the differences, I really liked it when when the fog 
zaps the phone lines. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> they got nothing now. Yeah, All they she don't had is the microphone at the radio no, station. Got radio. And, and, and you, still you know that that's, you know that radio station only reaches that town. It does not go right. any further. And I'm confused as to how they lost their power, but the microphone was still on. Maybe they had a generator. Yeah. Because um, she was probably the emergency Oh, that's right. There was a generator. Well. Yeah, she was probably yeah. the emergency broadcast system as well. What I found funny was her climbing up on the damn top of that lighthouse. I've been <laughs> cussing. Like, I've already climbed enough of this lighthouse. Now I got to go up to the tippy, tippy top. Mm -hmm. Like, no. In uh, these I'm heels that are... Yeah. Right. Well, the heels would have got kicked off first. One of them would have been used as a weapon or something. Like, no, right. ma'am, I ain't climbing up in these these hills. Would yeah. you recommend this movie to anybody? Um. Yeah. Um. Probably like my brothers. Somebody that's about my age, just to look at because we're that odd generation that we're like, oh yeah, I remember when we didn't have cell phones. Mm -hmm. But we were in our late teens when they became. A popular thing so we've had them most of our life now but I'm still one that I could leave my cell phone behind at the house when I go to the grocery store I'm like oh well it'll be there when I get back not me ma'am I need stuff I need directions I need I need to look up my <laughs> coupons on my phone like uh yeah like, no I can't I can't leave it behind so we haven't covered many John Carpenter films yet this mm -hmm. probably is the first we're going to cover several more this one is great now it made 20 million off of its budget wow. there is no sequel miss ma'am who always likes and was like i want a sequel there is no sequel and we don't need no fucking sequel on this one i was good without a sequel on this one because you know them dementor stabby stabby psychopathic killers <laughs> i had enough of them however there is a remake and what i will mm -hmm. tell you about this remake miss ma'am is enter at your own risk it is one of the worst movies I think I've ever seen. It is horrible. Please, if you are listening to this, I do not condone or recommend the fucking remake. Don't do it. Do not do it to yourself. Enjoy yeah, this one the way it is and just pretend like you don't know anything about the, uh, the uh, remake. My mom asked what movie we were going to be recording and I told her, she's like, oh, the one with all the people from The Walking Dead? I was like, no, mom. Nope. No. That's the mist. That's yeah. the mist. That um, one's good, and we may cover that. This is completely different. Yeah, I said, no, this was the 1980 movie with Jamie Lee Curtis, and she was like, oh, I, I, I don't know that one. But, you know, this was a, this um, came out right before my grandma died. So my mom wasn't watching a lot of movies in that time right. period. Right. But it also was not up her alley. We're talking a lady who's about... Um, whose favorite movies I know from growing up were Dances with Wolves and um, Fiddler on the Roof and things like that. So this is not something she would have watched. Which is hilarious because I remember watching this growing up because my dad was like, yeah, we're watching this. <laughs> so two different, two totally different childhoods there. Yes. Uh, any final thoughts for this movie? While I was sitting there watching, I was like, man, this ending was so intense. Mm -hmm. and you know with for poor father malone that it makes me wonder if there was an overarching theme in the movie that we have to answer for our mistakes in our past 
maybe mm-hmm. not today or tomorrow, but eventually everything, first off, all your dirty laundry going to be laid out on your front yard. <laughs> and everything that we've done, or our, in this case, ancestors did, we're going to have to answer for. The melted gut down gold that was turned into a cross, that's a stolen <laughs> cross. Right. Men were murdered over it. This whole plot came about, but nothing good ever comes from intentionally harming someone, no matter who they are or what they've done. Right. Going forward with this John Carpenter stuff, he does not care for religion, not two bits, or religious (laughs) authority. Like, you will see a a trend in that Mm -hmm. with his films. It's kind of funny. It's kind of uh, like George uh, Romero doesn't really think highly of politics or police (laughs) Mm -hmm. you see those overarching themes in their movies all right from us here at scare my best friend to death thanks for checking us out you can find us on instagram at scare my bff you can find us on the web at scaremybff.com. We do also have a buy me a coffee. It is linked on our website and on our Instagram. If you go there, you can make a one-time donation if you'd like. You could become a member. We have three different membership tiers where you could donate monthly. That highest membership tier allows you to pick three movies a year for us to cover. And that scares me because not only are you challenging Katie, you're challenging me on that one. And I do actually scare easy, uh, regardless of what people may think. If you have a jump scare anywhere, I'm going to jump at it. It can be the most telegraphed thing in the world and I'm a jump. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you'd like to to see that happen, I guess, uh, you know, go ahead and and donate. You'll see behind the scenes pictures, uh, pictures of me and Katie through the years. You'll see pictures of uh, Dave and I actually met quite a few people. You can see our pictures with Tom Atkins uh, from this movie. From us here, Scare My Best Friend to Death, deuces. Bye, y'all.